Hello, come on in. Welcome to Here's Hoping, my imaginary coffee shop, where good conversation is always on the menu. I am your host and barista, Catherine Gabriel-Jones. If you are familiar with my voice and my podcasts, you've heard the wisdom of Roberta Damon before. My conversations with her have been consistently inspiring and remarkable. Each conversation is filled with pearls of wisdom that continue to nourish me long after we've talked. And no matter what's happening in the world, Roberta inspires such reflection and insight and inspires wonder in what the world is and what the world could be. Because no matter where you are, what time it is, or what year it is, there's a lot happening in the world all the time. When Roberta and I sat down to share a cup together in early 2021, there was, of course, a lot happening in the world. One of the events that happened was the death of Rush Limbaugh, radio personality and political pundit. I've included a Wikipedia link to him. You can basically type his name into any search browser and discover a lot about him. He left a legacy behind, and that became the topic, or the igniting spark, for this particular Pearl of Wisdom. Here's hoping. And, you know, I I think I told you one time, all I want is for somebody to stand up when I die and say, she left it better than she found it. Do you remember oh, my saying yeah. that to you? Oh, I do. Okay. I've, oh, I've, I have it embroidered on my heart. <laughs> well, you can embroider a pillow or something. And you, <laughs> you know, but, 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 but Catherine, listen, she left it better than she found it. I want to, I want to share with you what the Richmond Times Dispatch newspaper said about Rush Limbaugh. Oh, okay. Yes, please do. Well, first of all, they said he was lionized by many, and he mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. He was the fair-haired boy as far as uh, ultra-conservatism was concerned. Mm-hmm. But listen to this. But he often trafficked in lies and conspiracies with contempt for his opposition that often veered into cruelty. Wow. Get this. He trafficked in lies, in conspiracies. He had contempt. He was cruel. How would you like for somebody to put that in the newspaper about you after you die? Wow. That talk about a legacy. That's right. Now listen, then they give illustrations. When Michael J. Fox, who had Parkinson's disease, appeared on television for some reason or other. Rush Limbaugh mocked him and mocked his tremors. And I think somebody else did that not long ago. (laughs) Yes. Yes, that is true. Yes. And then when the AIDS epidemic was at its peak, Limbaugh, this is all from the newspaper this morning, Limbaugh made the dying AIDS patients 
a punchline. Wow. And then there's one, they mentioned this one, and I remember it well. Um, remember that when the Clintons went into the White House that they didn't have a dog, they had a cat named Socks? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Can you I remember do. back that far? I surely can. <laughs> well, Rush, Rush Limbaugh made much one day on his broadcast that, uh, this was televised back then, he said, um, you know, the Clintons have the, the cat named Socks in the White House, and they don't have a dog. People say there's no dog in the White House, but I'll tell you what, there is one, too, and I can show you a picture. And he lifted up wow. a photograph of 12-year-old Chelsea Clinton with braces on her teeth as wow. the dog in the wow. White House. Oh, I I remember that. Yes, and then the, the article where I, I ended at least my reading of it, he was frequently accused of bigotry and blatant racism. I think part of living in hope is that we can do some good in the world. That our being here at all for the short time that we have, we, 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 will, we will be able to do some good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and the good that we do may be passing or it may be lasting. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But but even even a small effort at kindness, you know, it doesn't it doesn't cost a dime to be kind to somebody. Yes. Well, you know, what if everybody did? Wow. Yeah. How do we leave this world better than we found it? It's something that we teach little children. If you're going to play with a toy, you put it away. We teach children as they grow that they need to put their dishes away, clean up their room. Leave the place better than when you found it. As adults, sometimes we forget that. But I have to wonder if maybe it's not so much that we forget that, but as we grow older, we see more in the world. It's easy to be cruel because it gets a lot of attention. Being snide and sarcastic, edgy, provocative, It makes a splash. People talk about it. It becomes a focus. And that makes it easy to make a judgment about a person, to write that person off because I'm having a bad day or because I don't understand where they're coming from or because it's just too much work. I really struggled whether or not to include the name of Rush Limbaugh. Because no matter where you happen to stand on the spectrum, there were some things that were said that were very hurtful, caused a lot of pain. My challenges with him personally are in part that there is ill will that is aimed at the people closest in my life. So it's easy for me to look away. 
to not want to think about it, to not deal with it. There are times when the world is hard. There is time when the pain can be overwhelming. Just the pain that we see out in the world. How do we navigate that? Roberta's right. It doesn't cost a dime to be kind. And it is sometimes the hardest work to do. So how do we leave this world a little better than we found it? That small effort, which is really the heavy lifting that comprises the majority of our life, where that hardest work resides, taking a beat, entertaining, that I don't know what another person's life entails. I don't know what's happening on their road. And to remember what it says in the Talmud, do not be daunted by the enormity of the world's grief. Do the work now. And that hard, hard work is being kind. It's such a small thing, and it is so hard all at once. My good friend and the love of my life, Reverend Dr. Seth Jones, Minister of Extraordinary Spiritual Experiences, once defined sin as the denial of another's ability to thrive. And that denial of another's ability to thrive can happen in big ways, as we see out in the world through war and prejudice and discrimination and and the big steps of the world. And it can also happen in small ways. The denial of dignity. The denial of a person's experience. We all have bad days. Sometimes that bad day can be made better through a little, small interaction. Other times, that little, small interaction of kindness that just allows us to be seen, to feel seen, gives us the space to breathe. So thinking about what Reverend Dr. Seth Jones said, that sin is the denial of another's ability to thrive. What if the creator, the source, God, whatever you call it, what if that great being longs for each of us to thrive? And what if small acts of kindness help us thrive. Somehow that kind of shifts the image just a little bit. That small act might become a small candle to shine in the darkness, to encourage others along the way, to encourage each of us to take an extra step, make it through the wilderness a little bit further. As Roberta said, it doesn't cost a dime to be kind. 
It can cost time, some energy, a thought. Because maybe Roberta's right. Part of living in hope is that we can do some good in the world to leave a good imprint behind us, to leave it better than we found it. That good might be fleeting, but it might cause bigger ripples than we imagine. And that ripple might provide another person some refreshing water that allows them to thrive. A small effort that has a big impact that we don't see, that isn't dependent on us, but could only have occurred because of us, leaving it better than we found it. Here's hoping. Thank you for joining me at my imaginary coffee shop today. I, your host, Catherine Gabriel-Jones, extend my gratitude to you because I'm really glad you came. Whether this is your first visit or you're a regular at my imaginary coffee shop, please consider sharing this episode with a friend so other people can find their way to Here's Hoping. If you're interested in having a conversation with me in my imaginary coffee shop, you can send me an email at hereshopingpodcast at gmail.com or reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Not going to lie, I sometimes find it really hard to find kindness out there, so I don't often go out to social media. I will post for the episodes when they're released, but the best way to reach me is through email. Music for Here's Hoping has been composed and produced by the Reverend Dr. Seth Jones. Links to his website will be available in the show notes. The original artwork for Here's Hoping has been created by Ty Sorex with additional graphics created with Canva. The quote today is from a wonderful book that I discovered. It was actually introduced to me by my amazing kiddo Gabe. The book is Iron Widow, and it's written by Shen Shi Zhao. I will include links to the book in the show notes. And this quote seems so perfect, given the topic of today's conversation. Here goes. When you cherish someone for how amazing they are, You don't pluck them from their roots just to watch them wither in your hands. You help them bloom into the incredible thing they're really meant to be. Wow. May the days before you hold moments when you can thrive. May the moments ahead of you hold surprises of kindness. And may the road always rise to meet you, and never too fast. Until next time, take care of yourself. Bye-bye.